0: Sukkah, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph. So Masechet Sukkah deals with the mitzvot unique to the festival of Sukkot, which is living in a Sukkah, which we're going to deal with the first couple of uh, Perakim, taking the uh, Arba Minim, the four species, which is the third Perak, the Arava ceremony in the temple, which is the fourth paragraph, and the mitzvah of pouring water on the altar, which is uh, chapters 4 and 5. So we'll deal with all these uh, mitzvahs as we come across them. So let's start with Mishnah Aleph. The Torah commands us to eat and sleep in a Sukkah, a structure that has walls and a special roof called Sukkah, during the festivals of Sukkah. The next two chapters define the requirements for the wall and the Sukkah of the Sukkah. Sukkah, whose Sukkah is more than 20 amots above the ground, is invalid. Since a sukkah of such great height cannot stand unless its structure is strong and long-lasting, it is invalid because the Torah requires a sukkah to be temporary, that is, it must be of such a size that it can be built in a temporary manner. Okay, so the Torah says you shall dwell in a sukkah in in, in a sukkah for seven days, which is teaching which teaches that a sukkah must be built to only last seven days. This cannot mean that the sukkah must be built in such a way that will fall down after exactly seven days, because obviously you can't predict such a thing. So instead, the Torah is teaching that the size of a sukkah must be such that it can be built with makeshift walls and supports that will last for only seven days. So a sukkah above twenty amot is not valid because a sukkah of that height requires walls and supports of a more permanent nature. On the other hand, a sukkah lower than 20-hour for which a seven-day structure suffices, is valid. Even if it's built with walls and supports that are permanent. So it's going to be... A si- the, the size of the sukkah is got to be that if it were to be built with temporary things, uh, with like uh, l- less permanent materials, it would be a less permanent solution. Rabbi Huda Mahshir, however, Rabbi Huda rules that it is valid because he holds that a sukkah must be a permanent structure, and there is no limit to his height, therefore. The first time I resumes listing types of sukkahs that are invalid. So unless you've got sukkah that's not 10 Tafachim high. so it's not it's not talking about a tall one here, we're talking about a short one here, so one that is less than 10 Tafachim high is is a problem, uh, because you've got to live in the sukkah, and you've can only you've got to dwell, and the sukkah is valid only if a person can use it like a regular dwelling. A sukkah that's less than 10 Tafachim high is thus unacceptable, since people do not live in such small spaces. And one that does not have three walls um, is also is also a problem and one whose sunlight is greater than its shade each of these are invalid now we're going to have a machloket about whether one must build their sukkah with intent to use it for the mitzvah of living in a sukkah on sukkah so we're specifically talking about when they're placing the shichach on top of the walls Again, the Sukkah is the main part of the Sukkah. That's where the name Sukkah comes from. Sukkah. So, Sukkah Yishana. So, let's you've got a case of an old Sukkah. A Sukkah that a person made long before Sukkot, which was built without intending to use it for the mitzvah. be Shammai Shamai Beit Shammai Shamai ruled that it is invalid because the Sukkah must be built for the sake of the mitzvah. Or Beit not Hillel Machshirim. But Beit Hillel ruled that it is valid. It is Kasher because they hold that such an intent is not necessary. If it is a Hisukkah Yishana, and what, what, what is the definition of an old Sukkah? It is any Sukkah that one made more than 30 days before the festival of Sukkot since people are not yet thinking about the festival at that time one who builds a sukkah then presumably did not intend to use it for the mitzvah so if you made it less than 30 days before Sukkot, Beit Shammai would agree it's valid because we must begin starts we must start studying the laws of a festival 30 days before it begins so you're going to reflect upon the, mitzv- the, the Mitzvah during that period therefore one who built a sukkah, then probably intended to use it for Mitzvah even, th- even if they didn't say explicitly so we're talking about one that's longer than it, than that so Aval however if one did make it for the sake of the f- using it during the festival Beit Shammai would agree even if they built it at the beginning of the year okay even after you know just the, the last Sukkot, it will be kasher because we built with the with the intent. So, so the concern is that Mishnah has that you didn't build it with the right intent. Okay. Now, now, however, if you built it explicitly even a year beforehand, that's going to be okay. Mishnah. Bet. This Mishnah discusses the laws of a Sukkah that is covered. <laughs> if one makes a Sukkah under the branches of a tree, <laughs> it's as if, as if they made it inside a house. Just as a Sukkah built inside a house is not valid because it is covered, so is one built under the branches of a tree. The, it's learned out from a pasuk in the Torah that a Sukkah may not be covered. So the Mishnah speaks of a Sukkah that is covered with something that is unfit to be used as sukkah. The branches of a tree are unfit for, you, for Sukkah because they are attached. To the ground and the roof of the house isn't fit for the reason that we're going to learn uh, later on so so that's why we see that um essentially you know it's forbidden now instead of saying that why did the mishnah not say it's pasul why does the mishnah compare it to to inside a house this is because the mishnah wants to teach that a sukkah under the tree is disqualified only if the tree resembles a house and that its shade is greater than its light. But if the tree's light is greater than the shade, the sukkah is possibly valid, uh, as we'll get to in Mishnah in the fourth Mishnah. So it's trying to teach them the law by saying it this way. Sukkah agabi sukkah. So let's say you had one sukkah built on top of another sukkah, such that the schach of the bottom sukkah serves as the floor of the top one. Ha'elionah kashirah. The upper one is valid, but the bottom one is invalid because the Torah disqualifies a sukkah that is beneath another sukkah, even though the upper sukkah has valid. Zichach, similar to the sukkah beneath invalid sukkah a sukkah beneath another sukkah is also disqualified because although the upper sukkah has valid sukkah Basically, because the upper sukkah also has sukkah. However, this law applies only where the upper sukkah is a true sukkah. If it has proper sukkah, but it is invalid for some other reason, for let's say it's less than ten Tafachim high, or doesn't have the right number of walls, it does not disqualify the lower one. So you got, so the bottom one's a problem if there's one on top. Rabbi I'm Omer, Rabbi Yehudah says, If there's no one living in the upper sukkah, so as in the upper sukkah is not fit to be lived in, and thus is not considered sukkah, the bottom sukkah is valid because it is, covered only, it is covered only by valid sukkah and not by another sukkah. For instance, if the floor of the upper sukkah, which is the sukkah of the lower one, is not strong enough to support blankets and pillows, the upper level cannot be called sukkah because it cannot be lived in. Have a great day.